This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 1075 FM, Unholstered. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Unholstered. I am one of your hosts, Kayla Blakesley, and as always, my fearless co-host, Sophia is here. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Gatina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome to... Our show, Unholstered. Did you have blank and think of the name of our show? <laughs> I would, you know, I was going to say something, but I'm going to leave that up to you because well, I just said I would. <laughs> well, then I know that you know what I'm about to say. Um, this is wild, but we have now been doing the show for a year. I know, it's we crazy. We had off last weekend. I know we pre-taped last weekend show, so we didn't mention it. Um, but technically, last weekend show yes. was our... The the one year mark. I know it's exciting and it went so fast. It went so fast. It's I can't believe when we first started this. Kind of a little peek behind the curtain. When you and I first started the show, um, the big boss guy came to me and said, "I don't know, KB. I don't know, Kayla. Can you guys come up with enough content?" To do the show and fulfill a half hour every weekend. <laughs> Who is he kidding? We're two women. Of course right, we can come up with content. Not only that, we're like begging him to give us a full hour yes, on the show yes. every weekend. But we've done it and we still have a plethora of topics and things that we haven't even begun to dive into. So I cannot believe it. We've been here for a year. If you've missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, and there are some good ones, you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you can download a podcast. Just search for Unholstered. And we've kind of been on this theme, Sophia, of back to school, which rightfully so. Um, A lot of our schools in and around our listening area have already started to head back. I know like where I'm originally from in Pennsylvania, our kiddos don't go back to school till after Labor Day. I know there are a few districts like that, too, around here. But for the most part, our kiddos are back in school. They have been for a week or two. So that's kind of where we are today, continuing yeah. that conversation. Yep. And we are going to continue that conversation today. We brought on our guest today. Um, it's Officer Jessica Ingram. She runs Safety Village. Um, so for those of you who don't know, in the Fort Wayne area here, we have a what we call Safety Village. It's a mini city. And kids come... To Safety Village to learn all about safety um, and crossing the streets, bus safety. Um, and then in the wintertime when Safety Village closes down, um, you know, Jesse goes into the schools and talks to them about some other issue, uh, other content that I'll let her talk about. But before we get started, I the reason I wanted to do this show, particularly with, with Jesse today, and we did another show when we weren't able to capture that on the podcast. Yeah. So um, we, we well, missed we out on that one. We welcome Jesse back today. Yes, we do. <laughs> But I just wanted to give her a shout out because I don't think she gets enough kudos for what she does. Um, when you're with kindergartners your entire day, um, that could get really taxing, as only a kindergartner te- teacher would know. But um, I, I don't think she gets enough credit for what she does and the, and the hard work she does. But I want to read a letter that was sent into the mayor's office um, from someone here in town. And it goes like this. It says, Dear Mayor Henry, yesterday, May 28th, 2022, my family and I were celebrating my brother and sister-in-law's wedding. It was a beautiful, historic building in downtown Fort Wayne. While we were outside waiting for pictures, my six-year-old son, Devin, the ring bearer, happened to find a loaded gun tucked behind a bush against the building. As you can imagine, this is one of a parent's worst nightmare. However, Devin knew exactly the right thing to do. Stop, don't touch, run, tell a grown-up. He learned this from a Fort Wayne police officer coming to a school and talking to children about gun safety and knife safety. I can't thank your officers enough for taking the time to and talking to children about these things. That one day of talking to kids potentially saved a life yesterday. As every parent knows, some of the things we tell our children tend to go in one ear and out the other. 
but to have another adult with whom a child respects and looks up to talk to them as well about gun safety, it makes a difference. I thank you for keeping that program in schools and thank you from the bottom of my heart. It takes a village. Brittany Brock. What a testimony. Right? Um, and I know this isn't the only one in Fort Wayne. Uh, they just probably haven't taken the time to write. But I know um, I want pe- to assure people that we are doing our best with your kids to yeah. teach them the right things to do to keep them safe. And I'm going to let Jesse introduce herself again. Well, Officer Jesse Ingram. And I do teach uh, out at Safety Village and safety education. And I got to tell you that. That letter gives me chills. Have you it have does. you heard that letter before prior to right now? I, I did get it through the grapevine. Okay. You know, but actually hearing it and yeah, not just too. reading it, it does it gives me chills and it's it's what I hope for when I go into all those classrooms and I and I talk about that program and I share it with these young ones. You know, I mean it's just something you just hope and you pray that, that it, sticks. A, that it sticks and it stays with them and I sing the song with them. I mean, it's just, <laughs> we have fun with it, but you hope that it sticks mm-hmm. so that kids know what to do if they ever come across a gun. And, you know, the Eddie Eagle uh, Gun Safe Program, it's just a great program. And, you know, parents can access it. You know, if I don't come to the school, which I do go go around to most of the Fort Wayne community and surrounding county schools. So, I was actually just going to ask yeah. this. Is, just, is this just for Fort Wayne community? But it's obviously not. Yeah, no. So I, I try to hit any school that, that wants me to come out, honestly. And I typically do stick with kindergarten, but this program is uh, pre-K through fourth. Typically, you know, it's kindergarten teachers that ask me to come in, mm-hmm. but I would be more than welcome to come and talk to other classes about it as well. I don't know why that kind of surprises me because kindergarten seems so young to be talking about gun safety and knife safety. But then, Sophia, when I hear, you know, that testimony that you just read, that email, I'm with Jesse. It kind of gave me goosebumps while you're yeah. reading it. I'm like, man, I guess we can't start soon enough. Right. Educating our young kids. Right. And anytime your kids are just and just think when they're not even in your house, they could be at someone else's house yeah. hey, and that person has a gun. Yeah. I mean, really, these are things you probably should discuss if your child goes over to a friend's house. And I'm surprised I don't get more discussion or haven't gotten more discussion from parents um, knowing that I'm a police officer and they, they know there's at least one gun in my house. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I don't get the conversation of, hey, do you keep your guns locked up or, hey, where are your guns? My child's going to be at your house. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I don't get that. Parents think their children are so safe at your house. They're like, yeah, you're not going to get away with anything at Sophia's. Go there. And they are. Uh, But, you know, it's still a conversation I think we should probably get accustomed to having with parents, especially if if you – there potentially might be guns in the house. It's just something to know, something to be aware of, and then to tell your children, hey, look, don't touch. Well, let's Um, let's start with this. Yes, I want to touch on Safety Village, but maybe we'll kind of save that for last because I'm fascinated, Jesse. I guess I didn't realize – I knew you were out at Safety Village – obviously during the warmer months and the nicer weather because it is outside. I didn't even know, and we've had you on the show before, I didn't know during the winter months that you actually go into the schools for gun safety and knife safety and whatnot. So can you just kind of walk us through what that program does look like and what you are teaching our five and six-year-olds? So kind of like Sophia said, we as parents can know and kind of support that as well. Well, when I go into the schools, first I talk about police officers. I let the kids know that arresting is a small part of our job. We actually get to help people way more than we have to arrest people. And we go through what we wear, why we wear it. Um, and if they have any questions, then, you know, I try to field those. Uh, and what I kind talk, of questions do they usually ask you? Do you always get, like, the same one? I, You know what? 
you just never know <laughs> what's going to come yeah. out of a kindergartner's <laughs> mouth. You know, I mean, some of them want to know if I've ever arrested a robber. Some yeah. of them want to know this. They want to know that. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes I have kids that, you know, want to know why I arrested their parent. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it gets real. Yeah. And so I just try to be, you know, honest and tell them that, you know what, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things I tell everybody. Amen, yeah. I tell them, you know what? We all make mistakes. And just because somebody goes to jail does not make them a bad person. Mm-hmm. Can we learn from our mistakes? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I mean, do I tell them also that there's really bad people in jail? Yeah. yeah. That hurt other people and hurt kids? For sure. But I tell them most of the people that go to jail, they made a mistake. We all learn from our mistakes. And then that's okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't directly try to discuss anything about their parent if they ask me that, but just try to kind of encompass that we all make mistakes. And, and we all do. A police mm-hmm. officer and whatnot. Yeah. So then what, how do you, do you start with guns? You start with knives? Take me kind of, walk me through that program. So I'll talk about guns for the most part because we carry guns mm-hmm. and kids always want to know about that. Mm-hmm. They always want to know why, you know, what do you do with the gun? Because they see videos, they see video games, they see these movies. So I try to kind of, Go through that and kind of eliminate the myths about, oh, no, we're not just shooting our guns down hallways or, you know, through buildings. We have rules, too. You know, rules help keep us safe. So um, we go through all that. And I do I do the um, Eddie Eagle um, gun safe program through the NRA. And it's just a wonderful program. It's just wonderful. And it's not a gun safety. It's not a gun safety program. It's a gun accident prevention program. So it's not teaching your kids to be safe with guns. It's teaching them to stop, run away, tell a grown-up, you know, so find an adult. So, I mean, it's you don't touch it. You don't ever touch it. And that's the rule that I tell them. I say, if we don't touch it, we run away and we get a grown-up, then everything will be fine. And I tell them, do you leave another kid next to it? No, you don't. And, you know, that can be in people's homes. You know, because like I talked to him about, I said, do parents make mistakes sometimes? For sure. If, you know, your parent comes in and leaves a gun on the table, I mean, it's happened. Run away and get the grown up. Mm -hmm. You don't touch it. You don't take the gun to the grown up. We never touch it. You know, so I do go through that quite a bit. Um, Have a video that I show. It's got a little song that the kids learn. You gonna sing it for us, Jesse? You know what? I I tell the kids that I sing it in my sleep. I believe it because I I mean it's. I can pretty much you know go through the entire video word for word and sing the song. Yes, but it is super cute and it does stick. Yeah, you know it's it's stop, don't touch, run away, and tell a grown up. And um, it's got the characters of Eddie the Eagle and his wing team, and. they go through some different things where they find a gun in an unexpected place and they know what to do. And then they sing the song and, you know, it's got some dialogue there with mm-hmm. um, some grown ups, if you will, animals, the eagles, um, sure. about not touching a gun and and why, yeah. you know. So it's a really good program. It's got coloring books, uh, the NRA provides those free for us. So oh. I'm very appreciative of that. And like I said, it doesn't promote gun ownership. It's nothing like that. Um, It's just, I don't, it doesn't matter where you're at in life or what political party that you're, you know, behind. Mm -hmm. We all can agree that children picking up guns. Is a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. Well, I was actually going to ask you if you ever got pushback from parents, or do you know if any districts ever get pushback from, hey, why did you have Jesse in here talking about guns? I've never, I've only got praise about it because good, good. prior to this program, when I first came into safety education, you know, we would talk about our gun belt and here I have a gun, but you don't ever touch a gun. And that's, I mean, it kind of just went like that mm-hmm. where I did, I said, you know, we need more. Yeah. We need more because 40 to 50% of American households have a gun in them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we have all these guns out here and these kids, kids are curious, mm-hmm. you know, kids are curious. Well, like you said, they're watching them in the movies. They're playing yeah. video games. They're, and of course, that's your natural instinct is to be curious. So I thought, you know, we need to find something different. And I found the um, the Eddie the Eagle gun safe program online and kind of looked into it and found that they provide, you know, law enforcement agencies and that different organizations with free materials. So when I go, I play the video and I try to pass out um, coloring books and there's an informational parent sheet that I like to send. So that hopefully, yes, I talk to the children at school, but that information sheet gets home because mm-hmm. it also provides, you know, details about good ideas about where to lock up your gun, how to lock up your gun. You know, hiding your gun is not secure. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, hiding, hiding your gun is not secure. So, I mean, I just think that that's, it's so important. Well, and it goes back to how parents can reinforce at home. Once they know that's how you're kind of teaching these kiddos to handle guns, we can know as parents, that's how we need to teach our kids too. Well, and like you said, you, you think kindergarten's young, yeah, but but it's not, not. and you know, and different you know, organizations and studies have shown that a child as young as three can pull a trigger. Wow. Yeah. That's frightening. But we've seen reports around the nation where we've had four-year-olds fire weapons at police officers. Oh, yeah. Um, it just happened, you know, like a few weeks ago. Um, someone's child's father was being arrested. He picked up his father's gun and he pointed wow. at the officers and pulled the trigger. Wow. So, you know, it happens um, on a rare occasion. I won't say it's like every day, but knowing that, I, I don't think it's ever too soon. You know, we, we want to start making those connections with the kids to start um, just informing them. And because when you with information, you lose a little bit of the curiosity yeah. and you're not so inclined to be doing, OK, what does this do? Yes, let me see. Let me touch this. Let me do this. You know, and it just reinforces, you know, what to do. And that as kids, you know, you just need to reinforce, reinforce, reinforce. So do you handle knives the same way? So with knives, I think knives come into play when the kids talk to me about them. Because they'll say, well, what about a knife? Mm -hmm. And I say, well, of course, knives are dangerous. And we, you know, we don't touch those either. I don't have a specific program Mm -hmm. as far as knives go. I just try to touch on hey, if your parents have a knife, should you be touching it? No, No, you know that you're not supposed to, you know. But I think as parents, again, you know, if you do carry a knife or something like that, hiding it isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Hiding it isn't enough. It's got to be somewhere secure, too. And I think that, you know, the argument from a lot of parents, especially with, like, guns, well, I need it for protection. So, you know, at night, I might keep it here or there. You know, there's a lot of options out there now. You know, there's safes that, you know, you can literally put your fingerprint yep. on, on yep. and it opens up. I mean, there's a lot of safe 
ways to keep have it readily available yeah. right by your nightstand yeah yeah and especially when you have kids in the home if you don't have kids in the home then you know you do what you do yeah. i'm okay with that if you're just in the home yeah. but when you have small children in there or you know because studies show that you know access to firearms is one of the dangerous parts for people that have mental illness and particularly mm-hmm. that are um prone to attempts of suicide so if that gun's readily available, chances are someone's going to use it for that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're having struggles with a family member that has mental illness, we certainly want to keep it locked up then. And that includes our small children because there's a lot of kids struggling right now. What about stranger awareness? Is that part of your program? So, yeah, after, you know, we discuss officers and guns and not touching them, I'll go into stranger awareness. and. I do have a lot of people who say stranger danger, you know, I would be one of them. And you know, that is, that is true. But do we not say that anymore? Is well, that not the thing to a say? A lot of people do say it. But still. I guess not all strangers are dangerous. That's right. And that's what so. I try to like kind of reiterate because if you think about it, as adults, we talk to strangers in front of our kids all the time. Mm-hmm. We say, talk to the people at the store we talk to you know i mean we talk to strangers hey, all the time hey what apples look good over here yeah, the, you well know? technically every officer and firefighter is a stranger to a children unless they yeah, know point. them yeah. so i mean just cuz you're in uniform you're still a stranger that's right so so when i talk about strangers to the kiddos you know we go through rules and i tell them that rules help keep us safe because you can't tell if somebody's good or bad by the way they look the way they dress what kind of car they drive so we have to have rules when it comes to strangers. And the first stranger uh, rule is we don't talk to strangers without our grown-up around. So, yeah, if you're at the store and, you know, you're with your grown-up and the lady or gentleman checking you out and says hello to you, could you say hello to ba- them back if, you know, your grown-up's right there? For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. But if you're out front playing in your yard and your grown-up is inside and a car pulls up to you and asks you for directions... Should you be talking to that person? No. Could you run in and get a grown-up? Sure. Maybe the person is lost. Why you would ask a little kid for help? But, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, some people just do that, Mm -hmm. you know. But I tried to tell the kids, in that situation, you would run in and get a grown-up. If a grown-up's not home, you lock the door. Mm -hmm. If the stranger comes to your house and won't leave, knocks on the door, um, something like that, can't get a hold of a grown-up, could you call 911? For sure. And we Mm -hmm. discussed that, too. You know, we discussed not playing on 911 um, when the appropriate times to call would be um, never getting in the car with a stranger. So dangerous. So dangerous. Not taking things from strangers, mm-hmm. you know. And now, you know, we have this whole new world of the Internet. Ugh, yeah. And kids that young are online playing games with kids or adults all over the world. So now you've got all these strangers. As if it wasn't hard enough to be a parent oh, already. Right? We just talked you. about this last week when yeah. we talked about human trafficking. Yeah. I mean, it's just. You need to incorporate that into the program, too, <laughs> this, like, digital world. Well, and that's yeah. so it's crazy. scary. And it is it scary. It is scary you know? because the kids are so innocent and they believe everything. And kids, you know, they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't know any better. And it gets really scary. And, um as parents, I just think you have to be so diligent. You've got to be on top of it. And I think we're all a little bit um, lax when it comes to, you know, handing a kid a tablet or handing a kid a, sure. a phone to keep them, you know, quiet a little bit while you eat or something. 
got to know what they're what they're playing. Yeah. Got to know what the privacy settings are. I mean, even some of these um, seemingly innocent games. I mean, that's where, you know, these predators roam. Absolutely. They know that these kids are innocent. So, I mean, you you've just got to be on top of your game. My nephew was in town um, staying with my husband and I and he's 13. And he's a very smart, educated boy. He's got all the all the tablets, all the devices, all the games, right? And he was on an app on his phone, and I could tell it was like he was having a correspondence on this app, but I didn't initially recognize what the app was. I was like, what are you doing? Or who are you talking to and how? He goes, oh, I'm on Discord, which I do know what that app is, Ooh, right, Yeah. which is like Reddit on steroids. Yeah, it is a, not good. Yeah, it can be a really vile, yeah. nasty place. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I said that. I was like, buddy, does your mom know? that you use discord and why are you on there and so on and so forth but here's what was horrifying of course he says yes to me to all those questions um but was horrifying i kind of tried to enlighten him a little bit the best you can to a 13 year old but again you hope that they listen and not totally petrify him either and if allegedly his mom is letting him on it that's you know i can only do so much but he says to me he's like well aunt kayla this provides me that sense of community a 13-year-old boy said scary. that to me. Isn't that scary? That's I go, is scary. that how they're marketing this BS to you? Right. That's what I said to him. <laughs> you know, I was shocked that he is on there in this community. He says he chats about a certain video game that he plays. And I just tried to enforce that, hey, buddy, you do realize not everyone is good. Not everyone is kind. And not everyone is like that on this app, right? Like, because, again, if his mom's letting him be on it, there's not a whole lot I can do. But I was just horrified that that's his thought process mom needs to listen to the show yes she does i <laughs> sophia yes she does i'll just let's put it that way yeah but going back to that digital world and i know you and i sophia have had a lot of conversations yeah. about also apps that we really need to be aware of as parents and yeah there's just so much there's so there's much and uh, you know i for one i'm tired yep. <laughs> i get it yep i get it just kind At of this being, rate, my kids having a flip phone uh, right or no phone <laughs> or i mean no phone. you know i mean there's some teachers that are like hey, you shouldn't have a phone and my son didn't have a phone until he was almost in high school and only because I needed him to have it for activities, mm-hmm. so I knew, you know, he could get a hold of me. But I, I put that off for maturity level. He wasn't just ma- he wasn't mature enough to have one, so he didn't get one. So really quick, Jesse, um, if folks or districts want you to come in to their schools or their classrooms, how, how does that work? Well, they can call Safety Village. Easiest way probably is to go on the Fort Wayne PD website. And then under community relations, there is a safety village request form. And that's the, but that's also for you to come into the schools and talk gun safety and I can do that as well. Stranger yep. awareness. Yeah. Okay. So and it's fwpd.org. Yeah. And I think if you just like literally Google safety village request form, it'll come up. Will it always be you or is there like a full staff of yous? No, doing it's this? just it's a me. staff of Jesse. Wow, that's so, a, that is impressive. She does all schools here in Allen County. She also does the surrounding counties. Um, you go, they go pretty far out. She also entertains homeschool oh, yes. children. So if okay. the homeschool consortium wants to come down to Safety Village, she now has branched out to ARC. Mm-hmm. Um, Easter Seals yep. and yep. has been working with uh, disabled kids because, you know, that was something we had talked about. And I'm like, you know, it's such an untapped yeah. uh, thing because I don't know that anyone is actually teaching those kinds of things. So she reached out. She set that up and she started that program down at the village. And and I will say this. This is my shameless plug. But Safety Village is all run by donation. So all those 
buildings and everything like that are sponsored by businesses here in town. So if you'd like to sponsor, also contact Jesse for that because that's the only way we keep this up and running. We don't have a, like a fixed budget that we do. And, and I do have to give a shout out to uh, the UAW. They picked us this week as their day of caring. So on Wednesday they came out. Um, did a lot of work around the village and sprucing wow. it up and helping us, um, you know, repair some things that need repair. Um, so we'll shout out to them. We're really grateful for that. And if you have a group that needs some volunteer hours, we're more than happy to take you, especially if you have any kind of construction, um, you know, in, or ability, because uh, that's where our buildings are getting old. And yeah, how long need... has Safety Village been around? I mean, wow, it's since the 80s, 80s? I believe. Okay. It got moved down um Right. Behind the PSA, the Public Safety Academy, years ago. I don't even remember when. Maybe 10, 15 years ago. Um, and our buildings, you know, they, they've come into disrepair. And our, our town's looking a little shabby. So yeah. we we are looking for sponsors for that. Was it was there upgrades for the lighting last year, a couple years ago? <clears throat> yes, it was the street lights that we used in the village. Gotcha. Went to, we went to LED. Yeah. Okay, so those yeah. were kind of upgraded, but yeah. some other yeah. parts of it need some love. Yes, <laughs> and we just added a new um, bus component yep. to it as well, so she can teach bus safety to the kids out there as well, as, you know, because we always have that big issue coming on of people in traffic. Um, but I think just teaching these kids and helping to help prevent any accidents, especially around the school zones, we, we tell them to be a lot more diligent because people are distracted. But still, they're kids. So. It, really quick, I mean, is there a cost associated, like if a teacher wanted to bring her classroom or let's say, I don't know, a daycare, I guess, hypothetically, because anyone could call and request, a, a, do you call it a tour? Or I don't know what you would call mm-hmm. it. Um, so it's free. Okay. It's a free program. Wow. Typically, we're coming into like full swing field trip season. Yeah. But like I said, um, here, you know... Late November, you know, sometimes December's not even bad. No, I've golfed in December, yeah. okay? So, like, I mean, happens. if the weather is good and, you know, those daycares or those other organizations want to come out, I'll work with them. Um, I do that in the summer. You know, we get we get a lot of summer camps and daycares huh. and different things like that that can't necessarily get in during, like, the full, back you know, school, yeah. a back-to-school time. Um, I get them in then, you know, so... I want to get to as many kids as I can. I want to be able to teach safety to as many kids as I can. And if I can get you in anywhere, I'm going to get you in. Shout out to Peg Prego, too, because they provide the the motorized bicycles Mm -hmm. so the kids can ride around. And I think also I think this is like the parents' favorite field trip uh, because we get like – there's like 10 kids and like 20 parents. 20 volunteer parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would be me. I'd want to go back. I mean, yeah. it's been years since I've been over there as yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's a fun place. Jesse, we appreciate you, everything that you do. Uh, Sophia, you hit the nail on the head when you first brought her in. She deserves all the love and all the credit doing that all yes. of the time. I know, with um, little kids. Scheduling <laughs> all that, all those little kids. Um, one more time, the website, if people want to learn more about Safety Village or book a tour or find out more. What was that? Right, the F- uh, FWPD.org and go under Community Relations. You'll see Safety Village, tab down, and you'll see a link then to send her a request. All right, really good stuff and as always if you have missed any previous episodes of unholstered all the other good stuff uh, you can download the unholstered podcast anywhere you can download a podcast your town your team your topics this is unholstered thanks for listening to unholstered be sure to subscribe to us on spotify apple or wherever you listen and remember you can listen every saturday morning at 10 30 on whoa whoa 1190 and 1075 fm Podcasts by Federated Media.